a, yeah, but a the, whole bracket but, but lays the, out and, the, and where these the, rankings come from. But I the am, FCF rankings don't mean anything for the playoffs. They have 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. All the way down the field. That makes it easy for the Boise, also, the Boise State fans. That's probably why they started doing it. Yeah, so the Boise State fans actually could count to the yeah, right. yard line. That makes sense. Welcome back, Tribe from the North, Brave and Bold, bearing banners of silver and gold to your tubs at the club.com podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm here with my co host, TJ Hopkins. Hey, guys, happy to be here. We got two days. College football. TJ, two days until (laughs) Vandal game day. I'm excited. Uh, This episode, we're going to be talking all things Vandal football, especially our matchup against Fresno State. But we'll also have a little bit of a season preview still, just to the fact that there's still a lot of stuff we can talk about because the season hasn't started and we don't have a game to review. We're going to kick this whole thing off with a brand new segment. It's going to be called Watching the TV. It's going to kind of cover everything that's going on around the big sky and the country. In case you haven't caught on at this point, I think we're on episode, God, seven, Getting six there. or seven. Yeah. Um, this entire podcast is very bar-themed, bar-centric. So uh, all of our segments are also bar-themed. or bar themed. So uh, Watching the TV is going to be how we start going forward when the season gets rolling. It's going to kind of just cover... What's going on around us? I don't know if we'll cover every Big Sky game. Obviously not every game in the country. Uh, there's other podcasts that do that. But uh, we'll give you a brief recap on, on guess what's happening as it pertains to the Idaho Vandals. Mm-hmm. Starting with, in this one, which is a terrible segment, but uh, TJ, mm-hmm. what games are you most excited for in week one? Man. It could be FBS. It could be FCS. Yeah, I'm excited just for it to start. But, you know, if I was sitting there asking for – a game to eat on the TV. I, I'd probably start with Weber State at Utah. Um, I'm excited for uh, see the first action of the Big Sky, and it's kind of you know a, a big brother little brother game in Utah. Um, Weber State coming off a co Big Sky title, starting a new quarterback this year, but heading into Utah wants to make a name for themselves in the state of Utah. So I think it's gonna be a pretty good game. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll, I'll start with my FBS game just because. Uh, I, I would try to keep it FCS, but, I mean, it's week one. There's a lot of good games. And the one I'm most excited for that I think a lot of people in our area can at least relate to is Auburn versus Washington down in the mm-hmm. Georgia Dome. Uh, I'm interested in the fact that just, you know, seeing Washington kind of after a down Pac-12 year, trying to go back and pretty much face what are, some could argue is a clone of that um, 2016 Alabama team that beat them in the college football playoff, also in the Georgia Dome. So it's going to be a little bit of a deja vu game. I'm just kind of curious to see how the Pac-12 rebounds after what some would consider a down year. But to bring it back to the FCS, because that's what we live Mm -hmm. and breathe nowadays, I'm going Montana at Northern Iowa. Yeah. Just because uh, Montana versus Northern Iowa is a big game. It's part of the Big Sky Missouri Valley Challenge. Uh, Montana Montana State are playing two teams. Northern Iowa is very, very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're coming to Missoula. And I'll kind of predict that here a little bit later. But that's the game I'm most excited for from the FCS. Yeah, number 13, Northern Iowa, coming into Missoula to start off the season. I mean, it's kind of like the FCS kickoff. I mean, that's that's as exciting as it gets. And that'll be a big game, you know, big factor throughout the season for, you know, seeding and, and into the playoffs as well. Yeah, and, and I... Th- I think if you took a look at like ESPN2 or you or one, mm-hmm. of, one of those, I'm pretty sure they could find a game that this game would be more excited than if mm-hmm. we really looked. So I, I will hope it's on something big, but I, I'm sure it's going to be on something more like Pluto or Stadium or something like we have this week. But now it's time to kind of cover the FCS, and with that, I think there's a good way to do it. You and I are both a part of the FCS Fans Nation yep. Pick'em Challenge. Uh, and we're <laughs> going to kind of every week give you a quick review on how our teams did and who we picked. So that you guys know, and it's not too late to join. There's only been one game so far, so you are more than in the money. Not only for every Vandal that signs up, will I personally donate $10 to the Vandal Scholarship Fund. Just make sure you let me know on Twitter at Chris underscore P underscore Hammond or Tubbs at the Club on Twitter. But also, Kyler Neal from FCS Fans Nation, if we can get 75 more people to sign up in the next day, 
he will actually match the current pot, which will bring the pot to about 1500 TJ, do you know what you could do with $1,500? I, I could do a lot. I need it right now. <laughs> you, you could go watch the Idaho Vandals play James Madison in Frisco, Texas for the national championship. And we all know we want to beat Chris in this. Come on. You guys can pick more games than he can. Let's do it. You were, you were so excited to outpick me and beat me that you missed it. I just predicted James Madison versus Idaho in the national championship. Yeah. I'm gonna get some you heard heat it here. I'm gonna get some get some heat from that one. Anyways, last week uh, I picked Jacksonville State. I believe you did too. I did. I did go with Jacksonville. And Jacksonville State lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to NCANT, which goes to show uh, we're we're pretty new to this too. But to our defense, I think 85 percent of FCS fans nation picked them too. So we're not that out of the money yet. Yeah. Uh, this week uh, we'll just both throw them at the same time and just kind of go with who you picked. Maine, New Hampshire. I went with Maine. Same here. Montana State, Western Illinois. Same, Montana State. Lehigh, St. Francis? Lehigh. I went with Lehigh, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, UNI over Montana. I'm taking the Grizz. See, I picked UNI, and I feel so mad about it. Uh, I, I want to change it, but I uh, am not allowed, mm-hmm. apparently. I got a little trigger happy and booked it on, like, Sunday morning right when they went live <laughs> instead of waiting a little bit in. And then I learned that Montana is actually 5-0 and all-time against Northern Iowa. Yeah. So, fun fact. Yeah, at home, too. Yeah. And, yeah, at home, Washington Grizz with Bobby Houck back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like my UNI pick. But I have UNI, Kansas, and Nichols. You know, first game of the season, I think it might be kind of an upset. I think they might pull out a – Appalachian State, similar situation, and I'm going to go with Nichols. Uh, who, who's on the nickel? Like the actual physical nickel. Is it James Madison? No, you're off on that one. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you have a nickel? I don't. <laughs> well, anyways, I, I was going to say I, I thought I could do a little play on words there. I'm picking Nichols, but I was going to say I'm not picking James Madison in theirs, even though it's not included. But uh, Nichols over Kansas for me, too, which is I like unique. Uh, Idaho, Fresno State. Don't pick it. We're going to talk all about that in the podcast. Oh. UTEP over Northern Arizona. Oh, I just told you who I picked. But Arizona, Northern Arizona versus UTEP. I'm going UTEP, that one. Me me too. Uh, then South Dakota State Jackrabbits versus the Iowa State Cyclones. Mm-hmm. Iowa State, that one. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to take the team from Iowa City. And I know I didn't pick Kansas, but we'll get a lot of heat for this too. Well, we won't because we're, we're talking the Vandals, even if we follow the FCS. That's right. I just – I mean, sorry. I'm still – we're still an FBS team kind of in a lot of people's hearts. I just, I'm still not to the point where I see a lot of these FCS teams beating FBS teams. But prove us wrong. That's what I'll say to all you fans that might listen to this from the teams we picked to lose. Uh, prove us wrong. We're going to cover the Big Sky teams real, real quick because I'm excited to start talking about Idaho. So, Weber State at Utah. I got Utah. Same here. Uh, UC Davis at San Jose State University. I'm going to go San Jose. I went UC Davis. I'm a big uh, Dan Hawkins believer. Mm-hmm. Western State at – no, I'm not even going to cover that one. Yep. Portland State at Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, per, uh, me too. <laughs> I know they lost to Idaho State last year, but, yeah, I don't see that happening again. Mm-hmm. Cal Poly at the Dynasty. I would go with NDSU. Yeah, I'm taking the Bison in that mm-hmm. one. McNeese at Northern Colorado. I'm going to go NCU. Let's go Big Sky. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go McNeese. Central Washington and Eastern Washington. And before you answer this, <laughs> I don't know what podcast you listen to, but did you know Central Washington is a powerhouse in Division Two? They've been compared to on this very podcast as the North Dakota State of Division Two. I could see it. Maybe, maybe if it's in Ellensburg, that's a different game. But uh, it's not in Ellensburg. It's in Cheney. I'm going to go with uh, Eastern Washington on that one. Yeah, me too. I'm picking the Eags. Um, <laughs> Northern Alabama at Southern Utah, north versus south. Yeah, I guess so. I'd say more, more kind of a distance. Bamans. I'm going to go with Southern Utah. Yeah, me too. Uh, St. Francis at Sac State. That is another tough one. Sacramento State. I don't know where St. Francis is, so I'm going Sac State. Uh, all right, so now we're on to the fun part, corner stool takes. Will TJ have a hotter take than he did last week? Uh, I actually have three. One I'm going to give a little bit later in the podcast, so if you don't mind – I might start, and that way you can do yours in the middle. Thank you. Go ahead. All right. My first one, Caden Ellis will get an interception, and he'll catch a touchdown pass on offense against Fresno State. Does it count if he runs his interception back uh, for I, I thought about that after I wrote it down. Does it count? Uh, that is just a pick six. I think that would still qualify me. 
for the interception, but I would still need the you touchdown pass. That's why I said on offense. Yeah, I would. Uh, pick that. six is. Uh, I hope he gets a pick six and catches a touchdown pass because I would really help my Walter Payton award. Uh, well, I guess not really because offensive player, but who could, uh, stuff like that. Start the campaign. Sense. So yeah, I am starting it. Walt Payton Award winner, Caden Ellis, two thousand eight. Two hot takes. Two hot takes. <laughs> oh, I said that last week. Yeah. So that's just a repeat of last week. Mm-hmm. I said a finalist. Anyways, I. Uh, Hit him, hit him, TJ. All is right. it warm or is it hot? I'll give a hot one here. Uh, warm. We have not returned a kickoff to the house, the Vandals, since 2014. My hot take, it's coming in hot. It's going to be hot in Fresno. I think we're going to be fired up. I think we're going to run it back. Is it hot in Fresno? It's going to be. Are you, did you check the weather? Game what? time, yeah. It's going to be <laughs> up there. Um, I think run it back. First, first chance we get. I don't know if we'll get it first or... Uh, Maybe after they score. We're running into the house, I think. Uh, all right. Well, I, I'll take that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd take that over a Caden Ellis interception and touchdown. I'll two take and both. Two. Let's just have all of them. I like all it. All the above. That's, that's uh, speaking thing. of that, my next take, uh, before I give the other one, but it kind of involves our prediction, so I'll wait till after our prediction. I think Nick Hill-Nair will take at least five snaps in this game. Oh, yeah. I think he will. Uh. With the new redshirt rule, I think he will get a little bit of action. Hopefully, I, obviously that's going to depend, I think, on how well we're doing. Yeah. If we get blown out, I could see him taking the five snaps. If it's close, I don't see Petrino putting him in. That is some live action. That's that, a, is. that is a real you know, is. team coming that's, at you as your uh, first college snap. That's a solid team. To but get I guess a good way a good way to throw him out there yeah, and decide. Yeah, get the feet wet. Sometimes yeah. you've got to push the kid in the pool to see if he can swim. Yep. Right. Uh, shuffleboard time. Mm-hmm. Time to... Uh, I guess the old bands are back and forth on the game. All right. Thoughts on bookending our first FCS season? Yes. With two FBS teams. It, week one, Fresno State. Week twelve, Florida. It is interesting. Um, we've played Fresno State multiple times. You know, fifteen times throughout. You know, both being in an FCS and an FBS uh, division. So I, I understand the the opening game. It's it's a little bit of a tune up game for them especially off the season they're coming in at uh, the Mountain West. But um, I'm okay with the, the first game. And, you know, the, the last game of the season is kind of just a fluke for our schedule. I mean, it's a makeup, obviously, from that 2014 uh, uh, lightning out, storm out, if you will. Um, but, you know, only getting one play up against them and it being tied was okay with me. I don't know how I feel about going in there into the swamp. Late season and playing them again. Did you know that game's actually considered the most efficient game <laughs> in NCAA history? Because I don't remember what the return was, but uh, Florida averaged seventy-three yards of offense. I don't know. I don't know how it. Counts we almost offense. let them in to the end zone. There was an SB Nation article, <laughs> SB Nation or Bleacher Report article about it. Yeah, it was the most efficient game because they averaged seventy-three yards every time they touched the ball. Right. But it was just on the one kick. I guess there was no negatives, except no, I mean there it, was, it was a positive for us for walking out with the tie. But. Yeah, and a, <laughs> like one million dollars, yeah, eight hundred fifty. I don't forget the exact number, but yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, funded the rest of our teams that year. Yeah, so uh, that will that will be interesting going in there at the end of the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know she didn't touch too much on Fresno State, but mm-hmm. we got a lot of Fresno State coverage going, going up. But uh, my my point would be, uh, I'm kind of excited about how this set up. Yeah. Uh, week week twelve being the fact that. If we're in a spot where we should be, we should already pretty much have the playoffs locked up no matter how that outcome goes. Mm-hmm. So I could see that being a game where we take a lot of rest, maybe play some of the twos or threes, get the guys who need rest at the end of the season some rest, and get some of the guys who might see some action in the playoffs some real game action against an SEC team. Mm-hmm. So I view that as a positive. Now the worst case scenario of that is obviously – we have to beat Florida to have a shot at the playoffs, which will be nice because if we beat Florida, we'll we'll definitely make the playoffs. Yeah, I hope if, so. If we're on the fence of making the playoffs and we beat Florida, we'll be in the playoffs. Yeah. That being said, beating Florida, I'd rather take our chances on the fence about making the playoffs. I, I True. I, I know we're due, and this would be our last chance to really get up and get a Power 5 team. I just I don't feel like it's this year, especially the end of the year in that SEC Cupcakes week. Yeah. But I'm excited we start with Fresno. And because you might have picked up last week, I think the mentality that a lot of our fan base has should reflect in our team. I think if a lot of people, a lot of players, are kind of pissed off about this FCS Big Sky thing, mm-hmm. if they play like they're an FBS school and they still have that mentality, right or wrong, that FBS teams are above FCS teams, yep. I think starting with Fresno State, a common foe, an old Western Athletic Conference foe, 
can really get the team fired up. And whether we win or lose, if we can keep it close and competitive, I hope that that mindset kind of locks in for the rest of the season mm-hmm. that we're an FBS team and every other team on our schedule minus Florida, we should steamroll. Yeah. Um, obviously, we had that mentality the first time we played Eastern Washington. That will be a game no matter what happens. But I really think if we come in and don't view ourselves as a big sky team playing competitive against uh, almost Mountain West champion last year and still kind of stick in that little bit of uh, little brother syndrome we have to the Mountain West that we still feel cheated that we weren't invited and they took San Jose State and Hawaii and Utah State over us and kicked new, us and New Mexico State to the curb. Yeah. I think if, if, if we come in with that mentality and – play with that mentality the whole season i really like how the season gets there's a lot of things to take away from both these games our our most recent best season was 2016 uh, where we won the potato bowl that year and we opened up with uw and washington state you know two obviously pac-12 schools but dominant in the area and there's there's a lot to take out of these games you know we are playing you know a powerhouse uh team but you know there's little things that you can take away such as you know completing a drive or you know putting the ball in the end zone or from the red zone you know converting into a touchdown and those are things that you can take away especially like you said if if we play our second string and or all the way down to Nick Hill there, and you know he gets some time. Solid game experience. Yeah, that that is a good thing, not only for an individual player, but for a team to get excited and and get behind. Even when you know you're playing these bigger schools, these bigger teams, you can walk away with something positive, and you know move on to the regular season after that. Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, not that Fresno State's a powerhouse. I, mean, I, I like it's getting there. Their yeah, their yeah. program, but they kind of do the whole up and down thing. True, they have a car brother come along, and they're really good. Then they're mm-hmm. kind of bad. Then they have another car come along. And yeah, really man. Now, yeah. They, now uh, Jack Tedford's the new car brother. He's he's there. But to your point, he's there for oh, the foreseeable man. future. He's there, and I mean, he's a great coach, and he's used to the area. And there's a lot of talent in Fresno. Yeah. And so I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a team that we we have a little bit of history with. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it'll be a good match. I'm excited we start the season with them. Like I yeah, said, me I, too. I don't want to play Western New Mexico first. I think that would kind of ruin um, the vibe we have going into the season. Yeah. I know most teams – it's not unheard of for FCS teams to play two FBS teams by any means during a season. But I think for Idaho this season, bookending it with two teams is huge. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to pay – Major dividends. Yeah. My just quick story. My favorite story about playing Fresno State was was two thousand thirteen. They were in the Kibbe Dome, which is interesting that they came to travel. I think they were number twenty three. <laughs> the they were ranked when they That had to have been some there. deal worked out. A home and away. That was Derek Carr's so first play of the game, you know, you might as well just go for it. You're in the Kibbe Dome. Temperature's perfect. There's no no wind. I think it was about a 60 to 65-yard touchdown to the corner of the end zone to Devontae Adams, now Packers wide yeah. receiver. And, you know, Devontae Adams already had about two, three steps on the guy, but still caught it one-handed in back of the end zone. And I, that's when, you know... I really said, wow, it's, those guys are going to make it. <laughs> but see, that brings up, like, I don't want to diverge too much because we're getting into thick, but I think <laughs> I think you brought up a good point with that one. Memories of Fresno State, but one again, memories of everybody we played. And, you know, to quote our fearless leader, Chuck Staben, as we're trying to move forward, it's hard not to look back. And when you look at some of the players we got to watch in the Kibbe Dome, mm-hmm. especially quarterbacks, Mm-hmm. I mean, if you told me that a little old school like Moscow or in Moscow, Idaho, with what people would consider an airplane hangar, you could get to watch Cole Brennan, Colin Kaepernick, both Carr brothers, uh, that mouth-breathing dummy from Boise, mm. and all, all the wide receivers, all the defensive talent that has come through, there have been guys that have had significant NFL careers or, or, or at least were very significant like Colt Brennan, college players, yeah. and Kaepernick for that matter. Um, nah, he's maybe more so NFL important now. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, he was still a really good college player. And Colt Brennan, I mean, dude, he was Tebow before Tim Tebow was Tim Tebow. Yeah, um, and still to fill the dome with those games. I yeah. Mean, people got excited. Which, and... which is hopefully what's going to happen now that we're playing regional people, right, yeah. is that we'll, we'll fill the dome for Montana, Montana State, Eastern, Portland. Um, but, yeah. Dude, you're gonna miss a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, I always move past this. Um, but on to you know former 
conference opponent, Fresno State. Um, how and where will you be watching the game, TJ? Uh, I will be watching it Facebook Live at home. I think this is a pretty cool opportunity uh, to kind of lay low, um, not be at some place to spend money. It may or may not be the corner club. Um, but, yeah, lay low, kind of just find a good place to watch the game and get our see watch our only game on Facebook Live for the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is on Facebook Live. I also discovered today that apparently Facebook Live's streams or ran through stadium I don't know, channel TV stadium. Mm-hmm. Anyways, if you have Sling TV and you're a cord cutter like myself, there is three channels of stadium. So I'm wondering if I can actually get the game on stadium, mm. so I don't have to find some janky way to hook up a computer to my to TV. TV. <laughs> um, We've always found a way. But yeah, <laughs> don't trust me. If I have to, I will. <laughs> uh, however, the Sling TV thing would help me out a lot because I will actually be at Fall Fest in Sandpoint, Idaho. And I, 7B. during the game, might still be on top of the Schweitzer Mountain. So getting – they'll have Wi-Fi up there, I'm sure. So being able to get the game – if they don't have Wi-Fi, I'm driving down the mountain for sure by game time. But if they do, I have Sling TV on my phone, uh, so I should be able to watch it like that. If not, I'm finding a cafe or a bar in Sandpoint, and mm. I am sparking up some Wi-Fi and cracking a beer. In Sandpoint, you should go find Jerry. See what he's. See uh, what I he's don't watching. think Jerry still lives there. Oh man, why could you leave? I, I know it's a beautiful <laughs> part of town, especially there on the Ponderay. Mm-hmm. But moving on, uh, the Corner Club for all you folks in the Moscow Pullman area. From what we have heard, from our inside source, they should have the game. Mm. It looks like they figured out how to get it on the TV. I don't know if it's the sound TV or the big TV. Um, if you have questions, I'm sure you can go in and ask. I wouldn't call. Don't call a bar. I wish I was there. I wish I was there. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Well, next week. Yeah. Uh, Corner Club should have it. And if you wonder if we checked on any other of the bars in Moscow, we did not. That would be kind of sacrilegious because this is Tubbs at the club. T-A-T-C. And if you didn't put those two things together, um, anyways, I can't (laughs) help you now. Uh, So now let's talk about Let's get to know Fresno State. Not that everyone here isn't decently familiar with them since it's only been, what, Four years, five years since we've had them as a conference opponent. Yep. Uh, they play at Bulldog Stadium. Did you know that? Did you know it holds 40,727 people? Very specific number. Yeah. Uh, I guess they just had a renovation and they lost, what would that be, 273 seats. Um, 63. It'll be full of vandals on, on Saturday. Yeah, I don't think so, mm-hmm. actually. No. I'm pretty sure most vandals have made that trip down to Fresno and uh, are going to pass on this one. Um, for some maybe more exciting games down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is known as a gimmicky stadium. It has checkered end zones, much like the Tennessee Volunteers. It also is one of the few stadiums that has five-yard line markers. So they have a yard. You know how most have 10, 20, 30, 40? They have 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 marked all the way down the field. That makes it easy for the Boise, also, the Boise State fans. It, that's probably why they started doing it. Yeah, so the Boise State fans, fans actually could count to the yeah, number of yard line there. Makes sense. But I think they would also appreciate if the 50 actually went to the 55, the 60, because I'm not sure they were good at like that transition. Up and down. Back down. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Addition and subtraction. But <laughs> they also have a doghouse with a live mascot. So it's kind of known as a gimmicky stadium. That being said, we've played there before. None of these players have played there before. Jeff Tedford, as we previously mentioned, is their head coach. He's entering his second season. You might have remembered him from coaching Cal and being a special consultant at the University of Washington. So he's got, you know, you could say a bit of coaching experience under his belt. Uh, I believe he coached Marshawn Lynch. Did you know that? I did. Oh, well, <laughs> now you know. Uh, he coached into a 10-4 and record last year, which was super. They beat the number 24 Boise State Broncos in Fresno. The last week of the season, and then they went on to be ranked 24 and lose to Boise State in the Mountain West Championship game. Huzzah and boo. Way to go, Mm -hmm. Fresno. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they went on to win the Hawaii Bowl against, you remember that darling team from last year that everybody thought should get invited to the Big 12? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they beat Houston in the Hawaii Bowl. Surprisingly, I wrote this down and then later did a lot more research. I just hope losses are not as bad. As we remember to Fresno State. They actually aren't, though. No. They're, not, they're still not as bad. Recently, I remember them beating recently. us by like 61 recently. Zero all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, I think it was 2011. No, it was 2010. We only lost by three points. It was the year we went to the – or 2009. It was the year we went to the 
famous uh, or the sorry the humanitarian bowl correction um, in 2009. <laughs> that was the year we only lost by three points in Fresno. Mm-hmm. So that that's impressive on its own. And we are 11 and four against them all time. Fun fact: we were four and one until 1978. At one time, we went on a four game win streak and held the series uh, lead. Someone listening knows that. So that's big. Uh, yes, it was winsipedia.com. That's who knew that. Um, but I'm sure some vandal out there knew it, and they'll tweet us and go, how did you have to look mm-hmm. that up? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you looking for from this game, TJ? Yeah, I, and just to clarify, it will be 94 degrees at kickoff in <laughs> Fresno. So it will be hot down there. Um, I'm sure. What's the, the temperature in Moscow? It, nah, it's it's always uh, what what in the dome seventy three. Well, that's true. 68. So yeah, all right, fair point. Um, I I'm mainly excited to kind of see what the Vandals do for this game. Um, coming out, like I said, there's is a lot to take away from from playing Fresno State first first game of the season. Um, the, it is a test for them. They have a returning senior quarterback uh, Marcus is it McMarion, and then uh, really good receivers, one in Keyshawn Johnson. And so I, I know they'll be clicking. They'll be ready to go to play us. But I'm really excited to kind of see what our guys do. Um, I, it seemed from the scrimmage these last couple of weeks that Caden Ellis is ready to go. Um, he's kind of fulfilled this um, captain linebacker spot that he's going to be firing on all cylinders, you know, getting in there, making, make, filling holes, getting sacks, hopefully getting to the quarterback and, you know, wreaking havoc on their offense. And then I'm excited to see – Obviously, who comes out for the first snap of quarterback for for the University of Idaho? Um, it looks like they're going to go to this dual system of kind of each quarterback has a um, set number of plays for what they're they're assigned to. And it's going to be Dylan Lindley. It's it should be interesting. I, I it kind of it seems like it's a good, it's a good way. I mean, it's going to throw off defenses for especially coverages and what they're going to see every single play. And then um, it, it's going to open up some opportunities for our you know senior. Uh, wide receivers and running backs to make plays. I, I think it's something that might mess up the defense a little bit. Um, I'm excited to see what Isaiah does. I'm excited to see what David um, Unger does at wide receiver this year. And, yeah, it, it's a good first game because we could, you know, pull out a big chunk out of this team and maybe surprise him and, and punch him in the mouth a little bit first game of the season. I'm going – what I'm looking for in this game, what I'll be watching, like I, I kind of previously mentioned in um, the earlier part of this podcast – that FBS mentality. I want us to act like we're still an FBS team. I know we got the scholarship differential, but uh, act like we're an FBS team. Kind of. I know it's hard when you have a bunch of players that weren't there and a coaching staff didn't coach on it, and when we we're in there. But act like you're a whack team. These are the whack days. Uh, this is a team we're familiar with. Act like we're supposed to belong with them. In 2016, we were talking about how we belonged in the Mountain West Conference. Act like we belong in the Mountain West Conference, and maybe make a game out of it. Whether we win or not. We'll discuss later, but um, I want to see that FBS mentality. I think, like I said, if we can solidify an FBS mentality early, I think it'll just benefit us throughout the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something to be said about maybe not being cocky but being confident, although that's, that's a pretty cocky statement. But I, I, I prefer us to be cocky and confident, personally. Uh, maybe a bad reference at Jacksonville State yeah. lost, but um, stay cocky, Week one, week zero. Um, yeah, for those of you that didn't watch the FCS Showcase game, it was a great game, and you missed out. Make sure you tune in next year. I think you can also find the replay on YouTube somewhere. I am looking for someone to pull away from the quarterback race. I don't think it will happen. I think it's going to be a lot of who plays well in this plus who plays well next week. But that being said, I think if somebody comes out and is arguably or non-arguably the better quarterback, not like, well, Mason completed 80% of his throws, but Colton threw 200 yards. Mason threw two touchdowns. Colton threw one interception. You know, I don't want I don't want it to be iffy, like, well, one player did this better, one player did that better. I want somebody to be like, I went 17 for 21 for 198 yards, two touchdowns, no fumbles, maybe 10 to 20 yards rushing. I want that. And the other person to be like, one for ten. Actually, no, I'm not going to root that they're bad because they might be in the game some point this season. So I hope one just is like more noticeable. Anyways, moving on before I go down a deep rabbit hole in the quarterback competition that we've we've kind of already discussed. It is time for our game day 
predictions. And I'm going to start by kind of reading our two deeps, just so for those of you that aren't aware of what was announced, this is coming from you from Colton Clark of the Lewiston Tribune. You can find it on his Twitter account if you're interested. But we'll start at obviously the one everybody is going to be talking about. Starting quarterback is Mason Petrino or Colton Richardson. Or. Or. Hmm. The other or on the offensive side of the ball, and actually the only other or other than kickoff specialist, is Connor Verba versus Matt Fapusi. Fapu- oh, gosh. Anyways, There's that's pronunciations. We'll get it. We'll get it. That's that's goes on. Yeah, we'll, sorry, we'll, we'll pick that stuff up. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Connor and Matt. Um, then we got Irvine Schuster, um, Sean Toulet, Noah Johnson, and Logan Floyd starting on your offensive line. Your running backs are going to be Isaiah Saunders, one, Roshan Johnson, who's a redshirt freshman, 6'1", 237 pounds. He's a James Baker back, if I say so myself. And then Jack Bamis out of Gonzaga Prep in Spokane. I've heard they're all three looking pretty good, so I think it's going to be a lot like last year where Duck and Saunders took a lot of stuff back and forth. But we'll see. Uh, Isaiah Saunders is more than capable, in my opinion, of holding the load. Mm-hmm. Then a wide receiver, you've got Jeff Cotton and Curtell Haywood holding out the outsides with DJ Lee and Brandon Luckett backing them up. Then at slot, you're going to have David Unger and Josh Ellingson. At tight end, you're going to have Connor Whitney and Harrison Aspie, who I, I feel like he's bigger than 6'5". Uh, then a defense, your linebackers are going to be Caden Ellis. You're also going to have Ty Graham, Christian Ellis, and Ed Hall. At your tackle or your defensive line is going to be Cameron Townsend, Rashawn Crawford, and Ben, oh God, Tailulu, 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 Ben Tailulu. We're getting better. We're getting better. God, I've always been bad at pronouncing names too. At strong safety, you'll have Denzel Brat- Brantley backed up by Tyrese Dedman. At free safety, you'll have Jalen Hoover backed up by Jordan Grabsky. At cornerback, you'll have Dorian Clark and Lloyd Hightower backed up by Cedric Thomas and Tevin Duke. Kicking and punting duties will be handled by Kate Coffey, long snapping by Alex Boatman, who, if you're interested, has a podcast with the aforementioned, should have been Heisman winner, Austin Rico, hmm. called Just Kicking In It, if you're interested. Kick returns will be handled by Denzel Brantley, and punt returns will be handled by David Unger. Now that we talked a ton of names, TJ, game predictions, Idaho's quarterback situation, give me your takes. I think Mace Matrino takes the first snap of the game. I think he comes out, um, but I, I, it does seem like they're going to go with kind of a dual quarterback system. On, I'm not sure what kind of the percentage is of how they're going to break it up, um, but I know Petrino and his coaching staff will have a great scheme for how they want to work both of them in the system. Um, it may come out in a couple games that one of them does appear to be a little bit better, but I think it's a really good idea. You know, it's going to throw defenses off. It's going to it's going to provide both of them to highlight their strengths. Um, I think they're going to use a lot of the read option, running the option um, straight up, and then having Colton throw the ball. Colton's very confident with his throws, which helps. But also, you know, Mason can throw those and use his feet at the same time. Um, I think Mason takes the first snap, but you know, it may come out that Colton finishes the game with a couple more um, passes than in the end. I think Mason will take more snaps than Colton. I also think he's going to have more attempts to throw the football than Colton. I also think he'll finish with more rushing yards. I don't think that one's too outlandish. I think even if Colton took more snaps, Mason should probably double or triple Mason's rushing totals. Not that Mason's slow, but I mean, or sorry, not that Colton's slow, but Mason's pretty pretty freaking quick. Then I do think Colton's going to throw for all of our touchdowns. I don't think Mason throws a touchdown pass. And I don't know if that's Mason takes them all the way down the field and then they sub in Colton and he kind of throws some lob balls up or I don't know. I also do think the side note on this, I, I think our running backs are going to get most of the scores. <laughs> um, so what I guess I'm kind of saying is I think Colton Richardson throws a touchdown pass, the only touchdown pass of the game, to Caden Ellis. Back to my corner stool. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, like I said, I think Colton throws for all the touchdowns, but I think Mason gets more of the looks, more of the attempts. Probably ends with more rushing yards, maybe even more throwing yards. But it, it may seem a little hectic at the start. I mean, especially oh, obviously first game yeah, and even using without both. two quarterbacks, it's yeah, hectic. It's right. the first game of the year. But it, it will, you know, help both quarterbacks in the end. You know, oh, it, yeah. it's, especially you know throughout the season. You know, this is going to be a big game for them to you know feel confident and get in the huddle and you know um, you know work together with the whole team 
on a game day. So I think it's going to be good for both of them, and I'm excited to see both of them get some snaps. Yeah, I mean, to, to be fairly frank and honest, I was not a big Mason believer after last year. I was saying that we should have blown either Dylan or Colton's red shirt right when Matt went down. That being said, from everything I've seen from spring ball, I don't think Mason is the same quarterback that he was last year, mm-hmm. and some of that is probably the fact that last year he practiced at wide receiver the entire year, mm-hmm. or this entire spring and summer and fall, he's been taking quarterback snaps. And if you look at any of the scrimmage totals, um, he completed, I think, three touchdown passes in the final scrimmage. I believe one was to Caden Ellis. Uh, the other one was actually like a 43-yard reception. So to my comment last week that he can't complete anything over 15 yards, he did. And it went for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I didn't see it, so it could have been a lot of wide receiver work. But Mason's numbers compared to what we saw last year are very different, I think. And, you know, some of that might be the fact that he is a coach's son. He's very smart. He probably understands Idaho's defense better than, obviously, any defense in the country. So a lot of that could be him just sh- shredding the guys he knows all the weaknesses of. But that's what this game will tell us, mm-hmm. and that's what Western New Mexico will tell us. And that's why, obviously, preferably, you don't want to start two quarterbacks, or you don't want to have two quarterbacks because that means you have one, is the old adage. But uh, in our case, sorry, we're stuck with it, so yep. might as well have both quarterbacks trying out to actually figure out who the better guy is. Yeah. If we have no quarterback, that's fine. You and I are pretty big believers in Nick Hill, Hill, Nick Hill Nair. Maybe he's a quarterback next year. But for this year, if we got two guys that we don't consider quarterbacks, I'd rather at least have the better guy in. And to be honest with you, I think we have two quarterbacks. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I think both of them have a knack for getting in the end zone, um, both in different ways. Um, but I'm excited. But that, Mason's doing it throwing uh, the ball. Uh, so it's not different <laughs> gotta ways see it. anymore. We're going to see it. And then I just like, you know, they're both vandals. You know, they're both from the area. Uh, they both understand what it, you know, the pride that comes behind being a Vandal, playing in the Dome, representing University of Idaho. So I think they're going to go out and definitely give it their all. They're going <laughs> to work their butts off. No, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on. Don't be a cliche I'm coach pumped. here. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, it's the first game of the year. Are you going to try hard <laughs> and really want this game? No, coach. I, uh, yeah, come on. Maybe hold off. First game of the year. They want this thing. <laughs> now, both of them. And it's not even who wants it more, uh, per se. I think. Both of them want it. I think they're both hungry. I Mason, maybe more so than Colton, just in the fact that he knows if he doesn't get it this year, you know, there's no next year. Uh, where Colton, if he loses it this year, he's still in the competition next year. Probably him and Nicole Hanair, and we'll probably bring somebody else in. Dylan Lemley should be back. So we'll have another competition next year. So if you're Mason Petrino, you don't win this year, you know, as a senior, you might not get that look. Mm-hmm. So I think... No, I'm not going to say anybody wants it more than someone. That's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Score. This is the big one. Tell me, how's this game going to go? I want I want your prediction. I want uh, your keys to the game. How does Idaho win? How do they lose? How do we play? It's tough. <laughs> it's t- it's always tough to say. Well, yeah, it's week one. We don't have any idea. Well, I mean, it's tough to say that the Vandals will come out not on top for this All game. Right. Before we start, actually, <laughs> side note, because I thought of this, and I want to put it in the show notes, but I forgot. Mm-hmm. Where do we stand on this as someone who's probably going to be the usual co-host? Are we trying to be factual while we sit here with Mike's drink beer after work and try to cover the Vandals, or are we homers? Are we supposed to be promoting the fact that we're going to win every game, or are we supposed to be some kind of like wannabe media? News I think it's a little bit of both. I obviously you could tell by our commentary and our side notes. <laughs> We're not, not that's pros. yeah, <laughs> and maybe a little homerish. But I think for as far as predicting and talking about game situations, I think we should be fair. <laughs> as much as it hurts, and you know, after this game, the Vandals win out. We may have to start off, you know, this game a little bit different. I think Fresno State comes on top, thirty-five, thirteen. And here's why. You guys can see my face. <laughs> I think um, they obviously start out hot. Their offense is very talented with a lot of a lot of athletes ready to go. And I think they come out firing and then maybe test some of their secondary, you know, bench guys to see what they look like to start the season as well. I think we put a touchdown drive together. Uh, I'm not sure what drive it is. I think we use a lot of Cade Coffee. Um, and get ready for his awesome season. I think we get one touchdown drive put together. Um, I think it'll be a throw from Colton Richardson to end it. 
and um, I think we end up with two field goals after that. Who's he throwing to? David Unger. Oh, mm-hmm. It's going to be Caden Ellis. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my stance on the first thing I broached, and then I'll kind of get my rundown of the game as well. And obviously I had time to think of this because I came up with it. Hmm. I think we have the backing of Sean Kramer, multiple journalist for multiple newspapers all around the Northwest, freelancer, not living internationally. So we have a journalistic trait to us. But that being said, what would Sean Kramer sound like at the corner club covering the Vanders? And Hmm. that's what our take should be. Hmm. What would Sean do at the corner club? So I think we talk like we're at the club. All right. And let everything else go. All right, let me, let me crack it. Let me get another beer. Your 32 ounces of freedom down at the corner club. Go get it and renew your club cards. I actually had somebody call us out on something similar to this, that we give a lot of free advertisement. Mm-hmm. Um, one for Pluto TV and then uh, somebody else, something else. I will say the only company that should ever get free advertising is the corner club, home of a frosty cold beverage of your choice. But everybody else, Pluto TV, do you want to watch the Vandals all season long? You're home for Big Sky Football. Pluto, you got to pay us if you want ad reads. Yeah, we're still looking for sponsors. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not going to get any. <laughs> so my prediction, 30 to 28, I don't. You should see my face. <laughs> so this all started with the fact of uh, as long as Idaho is in, to be fair, before I did my Pick'em Challenge, I actually posted on Fresno State's forum that I thought Idaho would play, depending on quarterback, we'd lose either 30 to 10 or 30 to 20. I think maybe I said 34 to 20. It upped the score with the other one just because I figured the ball would move around a little bit more just due to pace of play. But then when the FBS, or FCS Fans Nation Pick'em Challenge happened, I will refuse to pick against Idaho the entire year. Because that's what I would do if I was sitting at the corner club. So I had to pick them to win. If we're going to win, it's going to be high scoring. I don't think we win defensively, even though I do think we have a great defense. I think maybe the defense even scores a touchdown. Maybe we run back one of those kicks you were talking about. Yeah, that's a touchdown right there. And like I said, Colton Richardson throws for all our touchdowns. So maybe one touchdown to Caden. And a rushing touchdown or two from Isaiah Saunders. That puts us at... uh, God, still, how's that happen? I don't even know how that score works out for us. But uh, we have a lot of Kate Coffee, A lot of Kate Coffee, a little Isaiah Saunders, and a little bit of Kate and Ellis. And I, I think we pull this one out. Mm-hmm. Because we're due. We are due for an upset. Tell me the last time we upset anybody. Potato Bowl, Colorado State. Are you favorite? Shoot. Yeah, we, we were like huge underdogs. Let's like go. 21 points. Let's go. Thanks. We might not be due. We're greatest, still due. Greatest night ever. We're due because we then went unlost to a Mountain West team the next year in UNLV. So we're due to beat another Mountain West. I guess this is why we make a good partners because you know one's one's rational, one's opposite. <laughs> I am not rational. I'm so, a homer, and uh, I am not afraid. But I am. I mean, Kate Coffee is going to have a big year, so it's a yeah, great is. start for him. Isaiah Saunders, I'm he won't so win excited. Any awards because oh, well, they might not. We're in the FCS. Yeah, uh, but we got really screwed yeah. in the FBS. I mean, both. Bobby Cowan and Austin Rico. Bobby Cowan should have won the Ray guy once, and Rico probably should have won it two, three, or possibly four times. I agree. And then he's not even in the NFL. Big news, he did sign, though, professionally. God, we're going really off tangent on a lot of things. Um, So, yeah, I'm picking 30-28, to University of Idaho, in Fresno at Bulldog Stadium. All right. Top players? Uh, Caden Ellis, I, like I said, he's going to be all over the place. He's going to be a B on the field. He's going to be messing up that whole offensive line. And, um, I, yeah, I think our slot receiver, David Unger, is, is going to be there for every catch. That's up in the air. He, he's ready to go. And I, I'm excited to see Isaiah Saunders get his. It's his time. It's his, it's, he's the number one running back right now. Um, he's had great leaders in front of him, um, and he's going to teach the young guys a lot as well. Um, but go get yours, Isaiah. I'm excited to see yeah, this. Go, go get yours. Uh, you earned it. You, I love Aaron Duckworth. I still thought you should have been starting last year. I realized there's some injuries and everything that kind of piped up there. And, I mean, Duck got hot. I'm not saying we made a wrong choice. Mm-hmm. I just, I've just i always been an Isaiah Saunders fan. So I actually have Isaiah Saunders and Caden Ellis, as I discussed in my score prediction, being my players of the game. <laughs> Ty Graham or Christian Ellis, I think, are also primed to have big games. I think Christian Ellis can kind of break out of Big Brother Shadow. 
And I think Ty Graham, with the loss of Lashley, could really step up in a huge role. Mm. So I like that. Two other guys. I originally had four players, and I realized I had to pipe it down. I also had Luckett on there, mm. but after the two deeps, I bumped him a bit back. But that's not to say he can't play, because the two deeps going into week one are still like, who knows? So our score's a little different. Yeah, but, it's a lot different. You know, I guess but the so players... But we both are... have the, what, the winning team scoring 30. <laughs> yeah. So. And they're the best players, but they're scoring a little bit yeah. more. So we had the same on the best players and what the winning team is going to score in the 30s. <laughs> yeah. um, my favorite segment, hashtag AskTATC. TJ, we had zero hashtag AskTATCs this week. Get out there. Ask us. <laughs> Use hashtag AskTATC on the social medias, um, and we will pick your question. But I was able to track down some questions from the FCS Fans Nation page, which you're not a part of. I give no, See, I do give a lot of free advertising. There you go. <laughs> um, if you're not a part of, you should, because myself, Jesse Basher, and Martin Heimstra, who was on the show last week, uh, get bashed on there. Quite, we don't get bashed, but we're the only ones really – put our necks out on the line for the Vandals. One of their users, Caleb McDonald, asked a question that I think is very interesting and pertinent to this week. And I asked him if we could use it for hashtag AskTATC, and he did. But before we address that, Wax Party Pants, I know you're out there. You are our biggest hashtag AskTATCer who never uses the hashtag AskTATC, by the way. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that. We will cover our choices, our nominations, as they were, for Athletic Director President and Commissioner of the Big Sky Conference. However, on a Fresno State preview, doesn't seem fitting. Plus, it's just you and me. I'm planning on saving it for maybe our bye week, which is week three, so not too far away. And trying to have Sean and Martin back on the show for that. Because I think TJ and I could give you some some insight there. But, I mean, let's be honest. This is a Sean question. Sean... Sean's big, the guy who's gonna have some answers. I, I have some guys. There's a big topic. But Sean will know. Yeah, it's a, it's mm-hmm. it's a especially, round table. It's a round table topic. Especially that so get, right we'll now. We'll get that out of the way. That we do have you for your question you asked. Don't mm-hmm. think we ignored you. It's just uh, it's week one, TJ. Let's go. We ain't got time to talk about that. Mm-hmm. We got time to talk about if Idaho wins, are they a top ten team next week? I that's Caleb McDonald wanted to know. What are you gonna tell? I would say. Not top 10, but I'd definitely say top 25. Uh, I don't think there's enough movement in necessarily the top 25. So I think, though, um, maybe this needs to be specified. And I could be wrong on here. So we'll we'll talk both. Uh, he did ask on FCS Fans Nation. So I think he might be pertaining to their top 10 poll, mm-hmm. which we did receive votes in. Okay. So it's not so much like the stat and the hero and Athlon and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, where they have us at 23 and below. We're probably in the top 20 in their poll. I didn't look at it exactly. Then to all the FCS, FCS fans nations out there, if if we get a win this weekend, yeah, I, yeah, put us in the top 10. We're here. If if that's how we start off the season, we're here ready to go. I'm right. excited. Well, then back to your original point. What about like Hero and Stat and the coaches? I would say it'd be a little tough just because they, uh, you know, the dominance that's been in the FCS for the past couple of years is there to stay. I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement within the first week, especially with some of the scheduled games. Um, I think that Northern Iowa Grizz game, if depending on how that goes, would definitely toss some things around and yeah, that might move make a difference for Idaho. Yeah, well, and for Montana or Northern Iowa, Iowa especially. Neither of them are in their top ten either. So, um, depending on that I game. I think the Grizz could move up, though. I think if the Grizz beat Northern Iowa, they, move they, them down. They'll, they'll get votes probably, but I don't think they'll move in. Mm. Northern Iowa beats Montana, I could see them maybe getting in there. Yeah. I, th- I think if if we come out first week and beat Fresno State, FCS fans nation, I definitely think top 10. Uh, we're, we're ready to go in the FCS if that's the case. We come out and beat Fresno State. Uh, TJ, I don't know how to tell you this. You are completely right. I think uh, if we beat Fresno State, a team that was in the Mountain West Conference championship game last year, beat the darling of the Big 12 expansion wannabes, Houston, in the Hawaii Bowl, I don't, under, I don't expect FCS fans to understand the bowl game system. To be fair, FBS fans don't necessarily understand the bowl game system. Yes, they don't mean anything, but yes, they mean something. Like, you're still lining up against another team. Not every team Stanford where Christian McCaffrey's sitting out. You're still starting everybody. That's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Did Idaho care more when we played Colorado State? Yes. yes. <laughs> did Idaho care more when we played Bowling Green? Yes. I would say no. I'd say we probably tied. Did Idaho care more when we played Southern Mississippi? 
Yes. I mean, that was the first bowl game, first program history, first bowl game. If you want to know more, you can listen to the uh, Top 10 FBS Memories podcast that we have, Episode 1. Yes, if they win, I think they deserve the 10 spot. I don't think any higher than 10. I think it's a good measuring stick because, much like we kind of touched on last year, nobody knows what to expect from Idaho, including Idaho. If we can pull off a win against a solid FBS team like Fresno State, with a Power 5 conference coach who really has them to seem to be rolling with a roster loaded of skill player talent, I think it puts us at 10. From there, it's from us to prove it. And I wouldn't expect us to move. In fact, we might drop off after the new Western New Mexico State game. That's or, fair. Not because we lose, but just because somebody else will probably make a bigger statement game in Week 2. Mm-hmm. But I think that should at least put us at that 10 spot. Depending on how everybody else plays week two, maybe we fall off, but I don't think we should advance. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's i mean, it's us playing FCS talent. It's a battle. Yeah. I, I, and then I think uh, from there, it's us just climbing and falling down the – hopefully no falling. No. Hopefully just climbing. There will be none. But uh, we, we do have a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, not the toughest, but we have a tough one. So that that's my opinion on – so Caleb, with the long-winded answer, yes, I think if Idaho beats Fresno State, a quality FBS team – Especially if this is a great time for me to bring up my corner stool take that was delayed. I think only Nichols and Idaho will be the only two teams to beat an FBS team this weekend. So I think if those two things happen, Idaho has to be in the top ten. If we're one of the two teams to beat an FBS team in week one, we should be ten. And this podcast will be saved, so if you if it happens, you hear to hear yeah, first. Be, I will be booted off the podcast, put in a straitjacket, and taken to the insane asylum yeah. for just saying such a thing. Yeah. But um, I think that brings up an interesting question that wasn't even meant to be asked in this. I think it's a no better time than now to decide what is the official poll of the Tubs at the Club dot com podcast for the game coming up. Like, well, not, not just the game, but for the season. There's, it, you know, we have the coaches poll. We have the stats FCS poll, which is like the media poll, mm-hmm. the AP poll for FBS people out there. And then we have the hero sports poll, which is, it's considered official, but it's ran by a media outlet. We also have the FCS Fans Nation top 10, but 10 is maybe a little loose. I think we should stick to a top 25. Should we pick an official ranking system? From here on out, when we quote rankings, we are quoting rankings from this ranking system. <laughs> I vote Hero Sports just because coaches can get political on their own teams. Not to say that the media can't, mm-hmm. but as far as Hero Sports. I think it's tough for us to know, especially with. change your mind if I tell you they're headquartered at a building. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean, it's tough because we have, to be really honest, we haven't seen a tournament yet. I have to see how a, yeah, a the, whole bracket but, but lays the, out and, the, and where these the, rankings come from. But I'm, the FCF rankings don't mean anything for the playoffs. Eastern Washington was a top 20 team last year in a 2014 playoff and didn't even make it. So what? What? So it's not like what, the FBS. What the rankings don't actually matter. What They're poll just do we look track. at then? That's, that, that's, that's going to measure. That's what I'm asking you. That, so the FCS nation, Fans Nation has more of a poll on the on well, the no, bracket. No, no, FCS Fans Nation only has a 10-team poll. Okay. No, none of them have a poll on any of the brackets. 24 teams taken, but it's not always the top 24 teams. But maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Like, Is that is there not something out there that says these are the teams that will make No, it's, it's just like in the FBS with the playoff selection. So if you're there in is a, a there is a selection committee. So there's a certain so there's so their power conferences resume, in the FCS. Yeah, exactly. Like the Big Sky, the Colonial, and the Missouri Valley are going to get more, most likely, more bids. They're going to okay. get three to four. I don't think anyone's ever gotten five, but, you know, et cetera. They're going to get more bids than, like, the Southland or the SWAC. Mm-hmm. And so polls don't necessarily matter, but I'm talking when we're lining up matchups. I feel mm-hmm. like we should pick a poll. There should be one poll we look at. <laughs> so when, when I'm talking Northern Iowa versus Montana – I'm not quoting Hero Sports, and you're quoting (laughs) the coaches poll, and then we have, like, number 17 playing number 10, and people are like, what the heck do you mean? That's the same team. I I mean I get if FCS like fans nations sports isn't ranked or Montana isn't ranked in some of the polls. We'll go local. Let's go local. What's local? I thought Bellevue. Let's oh, so Hero Sports? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't think this one our headquarters. I don't think most of their stuff's out of there, but I agree. Let's go Hero Sports. I We're see. putting it down. We will refer to the Hero Sports 
or whoever ranks Idaho higher. Yeah. From here on forward. <laughs> <you>. Asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> Asterisk. Um, getting iced. It's our favorite time, or maybe least favorite time, however you depend, getting iced yeah. of the podcast. And we're right about the end, so this is perfect. TJ, I went first last week. I'd like you to go first this week because I think the viewers, listeners, are really going to enjoy me. Well, it, I'm going to have to reword my question a little bit because you definitely touched on it a lot throughout the podcast. My question to you is who do you think you're going to have a better feel about at the quarterback position coming out of the first game against Fresno, Petrino and, or Richardson? As in confidence – you know, uh, making the right plays, getting the good looks, not stats wise, but, you know, out there, you know, thinking could be that, that number one. Do you want the politically correct answer or the answer? Well, it's your, it's your tangent. Politically correct answer, Paul Petrino. I trust in coach. Mm-hmm. The correct answer, uh, I'm going to stick to the corner club pick of Big Sexy. Mm-hmm. I think Big Sexy will separate himself from the pack. Until Nick Nair gets those five snaps, mm-hmm. throws five for five, mm-hmm. and five touchdowns. Just kidding. That's not going to happen. That would that would be a cornerstone. Go Islanders. Take. <laughs> go, go Islanders. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'll go to resum your answer. Um, I trust Paul Petrino's decision, whatever it is. My gut feeling is Colton Richardson's going to pull away. For you. For those of you who don't know, our wonderful co-host, TJ Hopkins, spent his time at the University of Idaho as a practice squad member for the women's basketball team, which – Yes, men can be practice squad members for the women's basketball team. I heard you just turn up your radio. TJ, TJ, what current or former women's basketball player could play a little bit of wide receiver for us? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Athletics-wise? Well, they got to have some hands, too. I think with I mean, former yes, sizes of... No, I mean, there's some... I know, some I know, I know how I would say. Girls with, that aren't five foot. With her family talent, Allie Ford could definitely yeah, play some life. Imagine <laughs> Allie and Max lined up opposite DN. Uh, no, Allie's tight. She's a wide receiver, tight end. So I guess, yeah, it doesn't have to be wide receiver. Yeah, I would say Allie. Allie? Overall, amazing athlete, yeah. Carly Wilson. Up there, too. Mm-hmm. Can Carly Wilson beat you one-on-one? Yeah. Heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Closing time, TJ. It's time to close down the bar. Mm -hmm. We're a bar-centric podcast with bar themes. Next Thursday, we will review, and this will be the format going forward, the Fresno State game. The Fresno State win, as I have it. The Fresno State loss, as TJ has it. While previewing the Western New Mexico... This shows you how little research I've done. Do you have the uh, mascot of Western New Mexico? I saw some type of horse bronco. Horse bronco. I wanted to say Lobo, but that's New Mexico. Uh, the Western New Mexico team. So we'll be previewing that, kind of like we did this week with a little less preseason banter. And uh, a little bit of a review of Fresno State, what happened, what we took away. That'll be exciting. Um, keys to the game? Uh, I, making the right plays and taking something out of it. Like we, we know we've been in these games before. Just you know, take away the positives and let's get to a great season. Run the ball. Fresno State needs to run the ball to Caden Ellis and then get the ball to Caden Ellis. Those are my keys to the game. And so we'll be Thursdays going forward. This is the first upload we've had on a Thursday, and it'll be Thursdays throughout the rest of the season. Closing remarks, TJ, got anything for the people? What's going on in your life? Uh, anything you want to shout out? Uh, I'm so pumped for the first game, uh, especially going down to Fresno and, and you know starting it off with a bang. Let's go watch it on Facebook Live. Uh, this weekend... Tried the hottest hot sauce in the world, the last dab, um, as seen on Hot Ones. Another another pitch right there. YouTube it. Free advertising. Did it once. Never have to do it again. It really is the hottest sauce in the world. And, yeah, I'm glad I checked that one off. Should we cook them for the game this weekend? No. No? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, mine is uh, watch the return series on YouTube. So while you're on there watching Hot Ones Last Dab, go check out Vandal Athletics on YouTube and watch the return series. If you haven't seen it, in my opinion, Corner Stool Take, it's better than Last Chance You Season 3. No, not really. But uh, the production value shot by Vandals is really good. It's not something you expect a bunch of college students to shoot. I mean, it looks pretty real. It looks like something that could be on Netflix. They're short. The first two episodes start to get a little bit repetitive. As TJ was finishing up his show notes here, I started episode four, and... uh, I can't wait to get home to finish it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go check out The Return on YouTube. It's uh, 
pretty much documenting Idaho's return to the Big Sky Conference. That's all we got this week. Once again, I just want to remind people, join the FCS Fans Nation Pick'em Challenge. If we can get 75 people, Kyler Neal of the Eastern Washington Eagles will double the pot. So that is a rival, our new rival, possibly, according to the Wax Party Pants. Doubling the pot to $1,500, that will pay for your trip to Frisco as the Idaho Vandals take on the James Madison Dukes in the championship. And for every Vandal that signs up, I will donate $10 to the Vandal Scholarship Fund. So if you want that basketball arena built, you should join the FCS Fans Nation. Pick 10 for me. I'm up there. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, TJ joined. So I, I've already given $20. There are two Vandals that have joined. There we go. So uh, that we're, we're like $14 million short on building that arena. So... Uh, we need uh, a lot more people to start <laughs> joining the FCS Fan Station Pick'em Challenge. Thank you for tuning in to TubsAtTheClub.com's podcast. I have to say .com because people weren't aware we were a website. Check out www.TubsAtTheClub.com. Myself, I have an article that was posted this week. Sean Kramer has an article posted last week. Martin Heimstra has an article posting very soon. And the godfather of them all, Sean Kramer, should have a preview out any day now. So go check out www.tubsattheclub.com. They make this all possible. They told me I could have an okay of making a podcast and uh, decided to invite TJ along for the ride. Love it. It's been a great ride so far. Can't wait to watch this beat Fresno State. I hope everybody out there uh, enjoyed this podcast, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. Thanks, guys.